0: Welcome to the 7th episode of the Dudes Spankin' Dudes Podcast. This is not a podcast about getting the best value out of your spring break vacation trips, nor is it about a podcast about finding trustworthy home contractors. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanked and or being spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes.
1: Hi, I am Jaden.
0: Hey, and I'm Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Welcome to the podcast, Jaden. Thanks. Yeah, just uh, let everyone know, uh, Brian is absent from from this podcast episode, uh, but that's okay. Jaden is a good friend of mine and someone uh, here who I've had over my knee uh, quite a few times, as a matter of fact. So, um, Jaden, tell people a little bit about yourself and your background in the spanking community.
1: Sure. I've been a a lifetime spanko, um, although just early recently, um, exploring it a lot more when I moved to to California. Um, so I met Scott at the Moonburn party, which is the monthly party in Los Angeles. And from there, I met a whole bunch of other people. And I, I I think it's safe to say I've been spanked by well over a hundred people and I've probably spanked a hundred people. Um, I consider myself a switch, um, pretty 50, 50, as far as what I like, um, kind of depends on the guy to a certain extent, but I, um, I I wouldn't give up one over the other, so if I wouldn't just get to, or just be willing to be only a dom. So I, I I do like both sides of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, for
0: those who uh, haven't gone back and listened to previous episodes, we talked a lot about the moonbeam party in episode three. So if you want to hear about what that party is like. Uh, if you're curious, check out episode three, which is heavily focused on the moonburn parties and, and me encouraging people to go to spaking parties. Um, a little bit of business before we actually get into the meat of this podcast, and there's a particular reason why I've invited Jaden onto this podcast that so we'll get to when we get into the real dudes, spake and real dudes section. Um, I'm doing some, some filling with the podcast. Uh, well, first of all, Brian is not participating. He's not editing this one either, unfortunately. Um, so I'm <laughs> I'm having to learn to edit myself. So if there are any problems with the podcast, it's my fault, not Brian's. Uh, so circumstances have, have pulled Brian away a little bit further, but hopefully, you know, he's always welcome back and hopefully he'll be back in future episodes. Um, I'm going to move que- in previous podcasts, we put questions up at the front um, and it kind of if you're listening to the podcast, you didn't know when we were going to get into the things that the podcast were about, so I'm going to move the questions to the end, and I'm also going to eliminate that third section that we had been having called the Spankify Everything, which was intended to be kind of a discussion of spanking and pop culture, but it really ended up being this sort of selfish thing about me and Brian and whomever talking about dudes we want to spank, which is fun for a little while, but then it kind of starts getting a little weird, um, and I'm didn't imagine that people would be tuning into the podcast just to hear me talking about my own personal fantasies all the time. Uh, so we're going to get rid of that spakeify everything section, but we are still going to have the two big sections that we talk a lot about, the real dude spaking real dude section for people getting together to spank in real life and then the the fantasy life of spaking about you know spaking fantasies porn images artwork writing all of that stuff and and um things that sort of like get us turned on uh because i have gotten a lot of feedback that that part is important as well particularly for people who have challenges with hooking up with other guys because of circumstances or location or whatever so uh that's where things are right now and with that why don't we get into the real dudes spanking real dudes section? And the reason that I brought Jaden here, uh, so Jaden has been working on putting together and launching a new online a connection resource for people to, uh, for dudes into spanking dudes or dudes who want to be spanked by dudes to find dudes to spank or be spanked by. The name of it is what? What is it called? called wax and that's w h a p p z yes w h a p p z and it is online at w h a p p z dot com um and it is a new site much like uh spank this hookups and recon uh designed specifically for people into for, for dudes into spanking and uh before i let you explain a little bit about what got you into this uh one of the the, the reasons that, that one of the frustrations i've been having recently is a recon um decided to expand in in certain ways which i thought was awesome um if you're a recon member you know they have you can tag certain interests that you have and it affects how people find you in searches um it does not have it did not have spanking um, as one of those interests. they had a, a handful of them. They announced that they were expanding and adding a bunch of interests and they were like doing polling and asking for feedback. And I, like, I sent them and said, spanking, add spanking. And then it was like, I noticed that it wasn't even in their poll. And then when they introduced all the new categories, spanking was not one of them. And in fact, BDSM in general, just SNM was not one of the categories, even though these are both very, very common fetishes. And I found it to be extremely frustrating so now that, uh, Jaden, you're getting involved with trying to create an app, tell us a little bit about what got you started
1: uh, creating WAPS. Well, I created WAPS because, um, first, first of all, I'm, I'm really passionate about spanking, um, as, as are you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know, being, having been over your name many times. Um, and I'm really committed to the community aspect of it. And I didn't even know that existed until I moved down here. Um, But, I mean, I've met a lot of long-term, developed a lot of long-term friendships and met a lot of people that uh, are a really important part of my life now. And So, I, as much as it, you know, for for some, it's it's, it's a hookup, but I think there's also a sense of trying to build community. And, you know, I really believe that we are a minority within a minority. You know, we're a minority being people that are interested in doing stuff with men. (laughs) And then having the spanking as a primary driver is also makes us the minority within that. And your example of the recon not, you know, giving us the credibility of the categories is a perfect sort of um, illustration of that. So creating WAPS was an opportunity to, um, to give something back to the, to the community, um, helps sustain the community, and, um, and also just because I'm, I'm quite personally uh, passionate about it and involved in it.
0: Yeah, so, so what does WAPS
1: offer? What I wanted to do with WAPS was to take the features that are available in modern sites and apps. Um, you mentioned Recon as an example, um, and make it into a spanking-specific um, application. So basically combining you know, modern features with a, a spank-specific application, because I, to my knowledge, that, that doesn't hasn't existed until now. Um, we do have, and you mentioned spankless hookups, which I've used for many, many years, and I'm deeply appreciative and respectful of. Everything it's done for our community, um, but it doesn't have a lot of those modern uh, features. And so I was interested in seeing, well, if we were to build that, you know, how how could that help us? Um, and second, the second goal is, is I, w- I would like to um, <clears throat> to develop the first phone app for Spankos. Um, so those those are kind of my two the two goals with the site. As far as like individual features, um, it's a location based application. So you're able to view the profiles by relative distance, and that's something that people are more and more familiar with now that we have the geolocation apps on phones. Um, WAPS is still a website, um, but it the, offers these location-based um, services. Right, There's, so it's, it's not an app yet, that is a goal, but it is a website, and if
0: you bring it up on a mobile phone, I mean, if you use, you know, you, you, if you have a... A Safari or a search engine on your mobile phone you can also bring it up on your phone and look at it there
1: correct so the interface will fit to whatever device you're using Um there's no pop-up windows or anything that that makes it more cluttered or confusing to use so it, it's a site um, it's designed to be you know used on whatever device that you want to use it on on um, the other thing that I'm doing is it also offers push notifications so um, if there's a message pending, uh, you can subscribe to, to be notified uh, either by email, a text message, or um, a kick notification if you use the kick messenger. Okay. And it's a smart interval, so you're not getting notified, like, left, right, and center all the time, although some people may want that. But it only gives you one notification until you log in and clear what you've already got. So you're not going to get bombarded with, with these messages. Yeah.
0: And so right now it is it's kind of like the uh, model that we see both for apps and for Recon, which is that there's a free there's a free version of it and there's also uh, premium features. So tell me a little bit about what's the difference between these two options. What do you get for premium?
1: Yeah, so the premium features um, are they go for 3.99. So it's a great value. It's half the price of a Netflix subscription. Uh, what you get are more photos. Uh, The free account allows you to upload um, and have four photos on your profile. If you'd like to have more, you can subscribe to the premium plan. There's also a tool that allows you to temporarily unlock your photos. So if you have private photos that you wanna be able to only reveal to people that you're comfortable with, um, you can also unlock them for a temporary period rather than unlocking them forever and having to remember to go back and relock them. Um, There's some advanced filtering and search options that are also included. Uh, You can see who's viewed your profile um, which can be really interesting and, and lead to some interesting connections sometimes. Um, and you can also, I'm really excited about this feature, you can advertise travel plans. So for those of us that get a lot of play while we're on the road, I know I do, um, you have that kind of effect when you're a traveler and that people know that you're only going to be there for a, a finite amount of time. And so if they want to meet you, they're more motivated to um, make that happen while you're there. And so there's a travel feature built into WAPS that will um, list you in, in the location of the traveler. And, Um, and you can, you can set that up if you're a premium member.
0: Okay. And so what does the, what does WAPS, um, add now to the scene? Um, as far as, you know, should people be, are you expecting people to be using WAPS instead of other things in addition to other things? What are your goals
1: here? Well, I think, so there's two questions. So I think what it adds um, it, it's it's really a- adding the features that um, people now expect it to be able to work well on a phone. Uh, I think the the latest stats on the app are that something like 78% of people are using it on a phone, which is actually blows me away. I, I didn't expect it to be wow. that high, but a lot of people are using phones, and um, so I think it that's a, that's probably the biggest thing in itself that it adds is just the usability and, and user, user-friendly aspect on the phones. Um, there's also some other things. Um, there's an enhanced profile, so you, you have a longer description um, than you do on, on other sites. Um, there's more options for roles as well. Um, one of the things that frustrates me is um, some sites, they force you to choose sub, dom, or switch, but there's a lot of people that they kind of are in between that spectrum. And so I've incorporated some additional roles. So I have, one that's um, a DOM switch or a sub-switch as well, so you can kind of specify where you are on that on that spectrum. Uh, I know Recon uses a percentage, which I think is a little bit, uh, it's too clinical for me <laughs> yeah. so I just added those extra two options, they're kind of the in-between. So I'm mostly a DOM, but I could also be a switch. Um, and uh, there's also a, a relationship status on WAPS uh, that you can add, and, and these are all optional, of course. Uh, you can provide as much or as little as you want in your profile, but you, have to have your location um, the relationship status is, is kind of important to me because um, I you know one of the guys I am looking for somebody that's a bit more um, long-term potential right so um, I'm still willing to meet people that are good spankers that you know may be in very like long-term relationships already but uh, I do have my eye open for people that are um, you know that I'm compatible with in other ways that are also looking for something longer term so that's on there. And the other thing um, that, and actually the idea came from none other than Red Spank Scott, <laughs> is um, the desired intimacy level, um, and that's I think speaks to something that's really um, important in in our community, and that um, different people are looking for different things as far as the sexual element. Um, there's sort of the pure spanko that doesn't really want any sex, or, and then there's people that are looking for a, a, a closer to a more sexual you know hookup encounter. So. There's um, there's a there's categories for that as well so it can help you find um, some somebody that's a little closer to you know where you're at um, as far as what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I have I have a profile on there, Red Spank Scott, and yeah, and it does I I do have in there uh, intimacy nun, um, <laughs> which gosh that actually sounds terribly clinical. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Name that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> although you know it's still not entirely wrong, I am not the warmest person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is but someone someone had asked me about like about aftercare for for speaking when I'm a top, and I had to actually look up what they were talking about because I I didn't even know what they meant. What do you mean aftercare? And I'm like, oh, you don't just <laughs> you don't just send them on their way. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Um so yeah we've talked by the way and uh I am on waps if, if you if you listeners want to look me up on there I am on there as a red spank scott um you are taking feedback on there uh as well for people on what features they'd like to see cuz yeah I, you're already working on making i have i have just literally over the weekend gave them some suggestions and and you're on on increasing the amount of content that people can put on there um, and you're on there as um, you have a operational name on there.
1: Yeah. My profile on there is WAPS. So okay. it's the same name. As my site. Um, and I haven't decided whether I'll, um, cause I use that to, to prove photos and whatnot. I, I, I may create, I may use that as my primary profile or I may just create an additional one.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so people can contact you on there if they, you know, if they have suggestions on making it work better.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a growing site. Um, it's, it's um, just we're in the first month of, of operating, and um, so I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to hearing um, feedback from people. And we won't be able to accommodate everything, but uh, I'll definitely I definitely want to hear and listen to everything that people have to say. So.
0: Yeah. So and then the long-term goal right now there is no app, but your long-term goal is to have an app, hopefully, right?
1: That that is my that is my goal. So that's where all this is sort of. Accommodating to is, is having having a phone app and I believe um, and and it's been debated among people I've I've sort of chatted with about this but I really believe that there's a lot more people out there that aren't on the current spanking sites. Okay, and I, I think there's um, an opportunity to um, to capture. Um, or or to, to make it available to more people that maybe aren't aware of sites like Spank this hookups, or that on Recon that are interested in spanking, but because they don't have a category for it, um, don't know where to find people. So, um, I yeah. So I think to summarize, I mean, I think it's really important as a community of spankos that care about you know having um, you know a, a group that's you know vibrant and, and growing. I think it's really critical that we have a phone app, and um, so that's why what, that's what's driving. them. That's for from my perspective.
0: Yeah. And sort of sort of one of the challenges is tough to kind of we, we've had a lot of back and forth. I've been known for for our, our listeners, I've been known I've known that this this you've been working on this app for months and we've been talking the whole time since you started working on it. And you know, I, I always talk about on the podcast about how much I'm spoiled um by living in Los Angeles and the fact that, you know, I just I was actually just at a thing last night, literally last night. Um, uh, an S and M event here in uh, in Los Angeles, and so you know one of the things I was questioning is whether or not you know location based searches will be valuable once you get out of like the major cities. Because I can open this up and I can actually see, I have it open. I have and I see who's within a few miles of me, and I know like I know most of these people <laughs> already. <laughs> so it's so it's kind of funny, but yeah, I'm just imagining is this useful for someone is that location tracking going to be useful for someone in Colorado, for example, or in Oklahoma. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm very curious about that. I'm actually, I hope it does. I hope it actually is, but it is something that we were, we were talking about, whether that feature is something that's really going to end up being useful or end up making someone feel even more lonely. (laughs) Um, Uh, I hope not.
1: Let me give you one, one, um... One example of, of I, I recently heard from a studio in the UK, um, and um, you know, and, and it was it was kind of described to me that there, there's a challenge there in that um, there the geographic sort of rep, there, there's a lot of spankos in the UK to start off with, and I think right. that's well understood. <laughs> um, and but geographically, the way they're you know they're, the different city names and such um, on, on, on different spanking sites that are currently out there. Um, they don't have the best sort of geographic representation of where all these places are. And so you can run into a situation where you find a great profile, but they haven't actually listed the right city because they didn't have the one that's actually where they live. If that makes sense. Yeah. So in a, in a case like that, um, having something that's using, uh, basically what I do is, is, you know, people pick their location, uh, um, you know, then it converts it to in a form where you can measure mileages. from, from. So it's going to give more accurate um, distance for, for somebody that's looking at how far is this person really away? Yeah. Yeah. I should, I
0: should, I should mention to people who are logging into this, it kind of, I was a beta tester and it kind of made me nervous at first. Um, it does, it does locate you through when you're making your profile, it will locate you on this map and show you where you are on your map. Other people on the site do not see that. They just see, like like other apps, they just see distance. No one is going to see your address on here, correct? Correct.
1: Yeah. So you, you can refine your location, uh, and you can put it wherever you want. Like, it, it, because it's a site, it's not actually using a, a, a true GPS. Uh, uh, there is a tool where it can try and estimate your, your location, but you can type in a city name or, or if you, a neighborhood name, or you can type in your address. And it will geocode with that value. and um, But it, other members will only see your um, distance up to a mile. So it doesn't even go down. I know some of the apps like Grindr and stuff, you get down to 100 feet. And that's a little too much, I think, for a fetish app. So I just thought <laughs> one mile was enough. Um, and hopefully, well, in some areas like Los Angeles, you probably do have a few people within one mile, maybe. <laughs> um, in other areas, that's probably going to be... Um, not a problem. They're going to be a little further than a mile.
0: So, So, you know, as someone, since you've gotten so heavily involved with this, um, you know, in our, in the, in our last podcast episode, this, the sixth episode, Brian and I were talking, we talked about um, creating online profiles and etiquette for communicating with other people um, to to find, you know, other guys into spanking and, and to meet. What do you see, as the the future here on on finding spaking partners, because certainly I started, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. And so when I was first starting to get into spaking play, the Internet was still in its infancy, you know, and people at the time when I was reached adulthood, we were still using, you know, ads in um in, in gay publications and, you know, little community gay newspapers if you were lucky enough to live in a city that had them. So things have changed a whole lot. Where do you see, from your experience of of doing, of creating the site, where do you see things going in the future?
1: Well, I, um, one of the things I I heard is a couple of years ago, um, there's, there's been quite a bit of research done in, in sort of sociological, um, fields that, um, have found that the biggest predictor of you know success of relationships or wh- whether they be you know romantic or otherwise um, is is proximity. And when you think about that, it's like wait a minute, that that can't be. And, but then you start to look at examples and you see that you know it's the people that you're closer to, that you're seeing regularly, that you happen to run into more often. Those are the people that end up becoming more of a, a core part of your life. And so I, as far as um, you know, finding people and, and meeting new people. Um, I, I think that like proximity is such a big factor, and the apps that are out there, like Recon and, and the more generic ones like Grinder and Scrub, um, they're they're really exploiting that, you know, more from the angle of finding that sort sort of more immediate hookup. Um, although there's probably quite a bit of dating and whatnot that goes on um, through those apps, but um, but I yeah, so I think number one is 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 proximity um, is going to be a bigger variable and. Within a fetish context, you know there are some people that travel the world to to get spanked and whatnot. But um, you are and you're going to end up having more um, consistent relationships with the people that are closer to you. And so the more that that um, app or tool or whatever you're using can can help you find people that are closer to you, the more useful it's going to be. That that's my that's sort of my um, understanding of the way things are going. And then of course what we talked about earlier with everything being on a phone. I mean if we've got Got eighty percent of people using a site on their phone, uh, or seventy-eight is the, <laughs> the true number. Um, then that says a lot. That says that not very really many people are using computers anymore, which which also is kind of surprising. But you know, I come from, you know, I'm not I'm not a kid anymore either, so <laughs> I still use my computer for most things. Yeah. But apparently, most people don't. So.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and and when you talk about proximity and stuff like that, that's one of the reasons why I'm very, very big on trying to get people to come out to spaking parties because um, I think every significant relas- relationship, and I'm not talking about just like guys that I played with, but, but like guys that I'm friends with in the spaking scene has been through parties. And so people get this idea in their head when, when people are resistant to coming out to parties – He's like, well, I I don't find guys that I'm interested in. And, you know, my response to that is, no, but you find other guys in the scene and you'll meet other guys through them as well. Eventually, I met, you know, I think everybody that I've had significant relationships with, actual speaking, you know, based relationships with, um, were from meeting. Meeting through a spaking buddy at a, you know from a spaking party, the sort of like two degrees of separation. So these were guys themselves that I wasn't particularly interested in, but it was through them that I met other guys. You know, so it's 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 good to uh, find experiences to meet people in person and you know get to know them and and develop that community because you never know when uh, a friend of a friend might you know introduce you to the guy that you've been looking for.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And, and, and to get a bit of my history, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm new to this podcast. Um, but you know, I grew up in a small town, um, that's actually not in this country. <laughs> um, and there weren't a lot of options for me locally, or there were some that were, you know, kind of a day away kind of thing, but, um, I, I didn't, I didn't really get much. Um, I, I actually, it's, it's, I had I had a couple opportunities, and I did meet I did meet two people um, when I lived back there. Um, and then some years went by, and I, I kind of ignored this interest that I had, and I just settled for the you know the videos and everything that's available on, on the internet. Uh, and then one day I decided um, to follow basically what Scott is you know recommending that people do is is to actually go to something and meet a whole bunch of people. And what could this be like? And so that's where I made my entrance into this whole other world, which was going to Camp Red Tails, uh, which I don't know. Have you done an episode about that?
0: No, not yet. I've never been okay. to Camp Red Tails. Everyone keeps telling me to go every year, and every year something happens, and, I, and I'm and i not able to go. So camp for, for our podcast, folks, uh, Camp Red Tails is a summer uh, four- or five-day event in Northern California where a bunch of guys into this, banking, go hang out at uh, um, at a, a place uh, and spake each other and uh, and uh, it's you pay for room and board and and meals and stuff and um, it's sponsored by the, the man's hand uh, video folks and in fact they do occasionally there are some videos that they've shot that have that were filmed at the place where they have camp red tails so
1: yeah they do a fabulous job oh, and I, I anyone that's interested I would recommend um, you know, the, the, they look into it and really consider going because uh, for me, it, 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 I, I, it's safe to say it changed my life because um, I had no idea that this community existed um, to the extent that it did and um, that, you know, that particular event has been going on for over 20 years. So it's got a lot of history to it as well.
0: Yeah, and you went to that before you actually ever came to the first Moonburn party that you came to, right? Because a couple people there knew you from Camp Redtails, and then you showed yeah. up at the at the party.
1: Yeah, I I um, and and this surprises some people. <laughs> I showed up at camp not knowing anybody, so I, I was at a point in my life where I was ready to take. A- plunge like that <laughs> that took a lot of courage because it was like it's not like the the camp you know it's in a very
0: much an out-of-the-way place that you had to invest time effort and a lot of money to get to yeah uh, So.
1: <laughs> yeah the, the logic on my part was like I, I kind of had I, I had two choices like I knew that the play I was getting where, where I live was not really wasn't gonna lead to very much um, so my two choices were I, I could go to I could go to a party for four hours or however long they are Uh, in San Francisco or LA or I think at one point there was even, there was even one that was a bit closer to where I live, but, um, or I could really jump in and go to this camp that was, you know, five days long. And I thought, well, if I'm going to spend the money, I mean, it's going to cost me around the same to travel, even if it's a party versus like a multi-day event. And I might as well just do the multi-day event. So that was kind of the logic but they were sure shocked when i i remember when i drove up and walked up to to where you check in at the desk and inter- i introduced myself to to the person who who runs the camp and he was white in the face he di- he didn't believe that i would actually come <laughs> <laughs> it was so shocked that i was actually there <laughs> and and not uh, to give a backstory to not not that um you know, he didn't believe I would come. It was just that I I had actually decided to go um, at the very last minute. I think I, I had contacted him, uh, I think about five or six days before the camp uh, to ask if there was still space. So that's probably why he was doubtful that I would actually turn up. But lo and behold, I, I did. And look, and that's sort of led to where I'm at now. So,
0: Okay, yeah. So um, so again, the site is called WAPs, W H A P P Z, as in Z, if you are British. Uh, <laughs> WAPs.com. Um, right now, you are, because of your future interest in making an app out of it, you have to approve everybody's photos. And so the way that it works, I believe, is you either approve it like. So, in order to be approved for an app, you can't have nudity. Well, you can have nudity in your photos, but what's going to happen is it's either going to be approved for the site or approved for the site and for potentially for an app. Do I have that correctly?
1: Yeah, that's correct. So yes. there's there's photo criteria um, that will that apply to the site, and there's criteria that will apply to a future app um, when it becomes available. Yeah. So,
0: so, you, so you can post a picture of your butt, but when you – if it actually – if they, if you're successful in making an app out of it, that, that butt photo is not going to be showing up on the app. Correct. Okay.
1: Yeah. And there's one other important thing that I have to add, and that currently to sign up for WAFs, um, you need a referral code. Oh. And so the referral code um, for people listening to this podcast is going to be DUDES, D-U-D-E-S. Okay. Okay. That will allow you to create your account. Um, so currently, Waps is is um, it's kind of like a uh, not really invitation only, but um, you need a referral code to sign up because we are still in, in, in a beta mode. So I'm wanting people that are really committed to this and want to help provide feedback. And um, it's it is open to everyone. There's absolutely no you know screening or I'm not going to turn anyone away. Um, but you do have to have a referral code. So your referral code, um, if you're listening to the podcast, will be dudes
0: dudes d-u-d-e-s um in the event that you couldn't make out or you can't find the site or based on on the podcast itself um on the soundcloud page for the podcast i'll put a link to waps and the the name of the the referral code on there so people can access that uh and so with that we will wrap up the real dudes spaking real dudes section and if you do join waps um Say hi to me. I'm on there again. Red Spank Scott, and just let me know. I guess I'll, I guess you'll let me know how many folks uh, uh, log into there using the dude's uh, dude's referral code. So, but let's move to the fantasy life of spanking. Um, when we first started doing the podcast, I got all sorts of feedback and, and people who were interested in us talking about certain things on the podcast. And somebody asked me early on if we would ever do a segment where we talked about um, underwear and the relationship of underwear and the fant- and fantasies about underwear and the relationship with spanking. Um, and I mentioned that to you, and you have a lot of interest in, in the relationship of underwear and spanking. So I figured this would be a great subject for the fantasy life of spanking um, for us both to talk about particularly because we have very different interests in it. So tell me about uh, what you like to see in underwear and how that enhances the spanking scene for you.
1: So I my preference um, in a spanking context is for a guy to be wearing briefs. And um, I've kind of always had that. As part of my fetish, and it's actually I even consider it a secondary fetish. So I'm into spanking, and I'm into underwear, specifically briefs.
0: Oh, that's Um, very common too. Very a lot of guys into spanking have very particular underwear interests.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, And but so it kind of raises the you know the point too that before you meet someone, it's a good idea to find out if they have certain preferences. And as when I'm the top or doming. Um, I try and tell people, it's like, if you have briefs, you know, could you wear them? (laughs) And some people are quite uh, willing to um, help me out with that. And others are like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any. It's like, well, that's just fine. I have some in my drawer. (laughs) 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 And then we see if they, you know, how they respond to that. But but it is something for me that enhances it. Um, And as to why, you know, I, I think it has to do with sort of the deeper fantasies of mine, there's a little bit more of a domestic um, element where, you know, you, you're in this mindset of being a kid, um, if I'm getting spanked or being a dad, if I'm giving the spanking. And, and so having briefs um, kind of implies that you're, um, you know, you're younger or you're more, you know, you're more of in a juvenile state, um, even though, of course, we're talking about two adults um, having, you know, this consensual spanking play. Um, so it helps with that. It helps with that sort of role play part of it. I think that's where it comes from. Um, but it really, for me, yeah, it really helps, and it, it's, um, you know, it's quite. Um, it can make quite a difference, I'll tell you. Like when, especially when it comes by surprise. Yeah. When I pull when I pull some pants down, and there's like a nice tight pair of briefs, even if they're like trunk briefs, you know, I can still visualize. Okay, these are like briefs, you know, but they're tight and they're they're, you know, they fit. They shape the the ass really well. That can really turn me on even before I start giving them spanking. So um, yeah. And, and if I'm, you know, if I'm in the other role of it um, I, I find it, it's, it's more embarrassing to be wearing briefs. Um, I don't normally wear briefs <laughs> for the record. Um, I usually wear boxer briefs um, sometimes boxers, but um, so if I'm wearing briefs. It's like, this is different. This is like, you know, what like a little kid would wear or something. And so it adds that kind of embarrassment factor, which for me, like getting spanked, is part of the turn-on, is feeling embarrassed and ashamed, and um, so that it kind of plays into like what what my fantasies are. Um, but I know that yours are yours are quite different. So it was interesting when we first talked about this. And yes, it can make a make a big difference depending on who it is. You know?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty much the exact opposite. I love um, signs of of masculinity uh i'm very much interested in athletic guys big beefy guys and i love jock straps i love them a lot a a good way to make sure if if you come to me and you want to you want a good hard spanking uh a good way to make sure that i give you a good hard spanking is to be wearing jock straps and in fact, at the last Moonburn party, uh, a guy that I spanked a few times, he normally was where he normally wears briefs or boxer briefs or something. That he decided to wear jockstrap that day, and it's like, oh well, somebody really wants spanking. And and actually, I really did. Um, and well, he loved it. So it, this wasn't some sort of tor- you know aha uh, surprise. But he, um, we did have our our, our uh, probably our most intense session uh, in in so far because and it was. The the jock strap uh, really helped feed into it, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a jock, uh, but I you know there's this sort of mental association that I connected with the kinds of guys that I was attracted to when I was developing my spanking interests, who were all these athletic you know fo- football players were a big thing. Um, it shows up a lot in my spanking fiction that I write, football players and and jocks, and so there's this. I, I, should have realized that I was eventually going to become a top when I, now that I go back and think about it, because it was like, I was never, I was never becoming a jock, um, during that time period, but I was always attracted to the idea of, of muscular jock guys getting spanked. Now you don't have to be a muscular jock guy to look good in a jock strap, um, so and I also as about I'm actually wearing a jock strap right now. Um, in, in the rare the the rare situations when I I am in in bottom mode I also uh, like to wear a jock strap as a bottom.
1: Are you telling me you're in bottom mode right
0: now? Um I was last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although it's interesting I did it wasn't for spanking. I did some it was some um impact play which I, it'll probably be something that we I discuss in a future podcast would be the idea of talking about branching out to other kinds of S and M play. Uh, but with a, a gentleman that, that uh, we both know um, that I need to come up with a nickname for, um, <laughs> but is one of the, again, one of the people who listen to the podcast know that I've gone on and on the fact that it's very, very difficult for me to find the right chemistry to bottom with someone. Um, and this is one of the the rare people that I have that really good, strong chemistry to want to bottom for. So
1: Good for you. I'm delighted right. to hear that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh, you God. will probably and you will probably see me um, when he shows up. It's a rule now. I, um, when he shows up to moonburn, he doesn't make it to every moonburn. Uh, but when he does show up to moonburn, I him for him. So nice.
1: And I could add, that maybe gives you a bit of excitement as well, that I actually did buy my first jock strap. Um, oh, really? A couple of months ago, yeah. I've never owned one. You see, when I went through school, um, we didn't have to wear them, and I mean, I, I, like, I wasn't overly athletic or anything, but um, I, I think, um, I don't know if times have changed, or, but, but yeah, jocks are, like, I had to go to, like, a, uh, you know, a gay, like, clothing apparel place to find. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to order them I, online. I, I chose a very basic one, so it looks you know, like more realistically what an athlete would wear so but yeah, no I'd never as a kid, I'd never had to wear one. I played hockey and other sports and stuff, so
0: yeah, no, I didn't either I didn't even know I didn't even. No, at first because I'm, I'm not a jock and i didn't grow up with sports i didn't even quite understand it. i think that kind of helped with the fetishization a little bit because i didn't understand what the purpose of them were for at first because it's like why make underwear where their butts hanging out and i'm like and it's kind of like you know and it was I, I at first you know see them at this very sort of pivotal time when you're developing your sexuality as a teenager. And so you see these you know, these these high school football players and they're wearing jock straps, and I'm like, I can see his butt. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, it causes feelings. And so yeah, it was it was associated with athleticism, but also associated with the fact that someone made there's this type of underwear that exists that shows off their butt. So Yeah.
1: You have to wonder if the person who designed it was maybe into that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and in fact, you know, it actually let's mention because we, we also talked a little bit about about um, spanking videos and spanking erotic videos that incorporate underwear. Did you? Um, are there any ones in particular that you could think of that you've um, that you've really enjoyed? Because I've had some people ask me to when we talk about various fantasies if there are videos that we know of that they can look at um, to let them know. So, so are there any good particular for your, you know, if you love, if you love, you know, the white boy briefs, which are actually very, very common in spanking videos, but if there are any particularly good ones that you'd like to recommend.
1: There, there are two videos that I, well, it's actually the first one is kind of a series. Um, and, and the second one is, is a video. They're both really dated, um, which I, I was shocked. I'm like, man, I am getting old (laughs) because when I looked at the release dates, I'm like, geez, I thought that was more, much more recent. Um, but I, I thought I would share these, even though they're a bit older. Um, they're still, you can still find them online, and you can purchase them. Um, and uh, you know, but but yeah, they're they're um, they're really well done, and they do they do feature um, you know underwear even in the previews. You know, that was one of the things that, as someone who cares a lot about underwear, I, it drives me crazy when I see a preview and it goes right from you know jeans to like totally bare. It's like no. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> so the the first one, um, which I think. I think what, I've seen a lot of videos, and these are among my favorite, if not the favorite. Um, and they're from the title of the series is called "Wait until your Wait till your father gets home," mm-hmm. and it's by Spank Lads. Okay. Um, it's available on Spanking Tube, uh, Eclipse for Sale, and they do have a blog as well, and that's SpankLads.blogspot.com. And the basic premise is that they're they have I think they put three models through this. Um, they're super cute guys. Um, it's a it's a British um, theme, as you can probably imagine from the lads. Um, but it's it's this sort of modern schoolboy, um, and and they do it so well in that um, you know these, these guys they look like they would as schoolboys, you know, in, in modern day, um, and they're they're sort of waiting on their their bed or whatever for their father to come home and deal with them. Um, so the, yeah, the first one was with a model called Llewellyn and he had a nice little pair of white, they weren't brief, they were actually trunks technically, but, um, I sort of were like, yeah, those are close enough. (laughs) Um, and then the second one was done with, um, with a model named Felix and there was also a belting scene, um, with that. There was one that was a sort of over the knee hand spanking, there was a belting scene. Um, and you know, believe it or not, as much as I said, these were like, my favorite and, and the underwear features. And stuff. He's, uh, Felix was actually wearing boxers when I watched the video, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, but they're very sort of, you know, teenager esque type boxers that, that, you know, he was wearing. And then the last one is with a model named Mark, and he, he had, um, he was just more athletic, um, and a little bit more filled out, more, a little bit more muscular. Um, and he's wearing a nice, tight pair of like white briefs. Nice. Um, So, so there's some good variety of underwear. You've got, you know, the sort of teeny boxer looking things, um, which I think, you know, don't really shape the ass very well at all, but they, but they sort of fit the, um, you know, what they were trying to represent that, you know, this kid that's waiting for dad to come home. And, um, and and then you've got sort of the, you know, the, the more athletic underwear as well. So, um, the second, um, Video, so that that was like a whole bunch of it. I think mean, you asked for two, but <laughs> uh, the second one that that I that I really like, and, and this is uh this is even older, um, but it's one of the original videos that was produced by Reluctant Young Men. Uh, so it's on our side of the water. It's it, it Reluctant Young Men was uh, I think it's on the East Coast of the U.S. And um, the preview clip for this is one of the few that's available on their website. So if you go to Reluctant Young Men, I think it's dot com. Um, and you look at the preview or tour, I think they, they list as tour. And if you look for preview clip four, there's a video about Tyler and Tyler is a very good looking, um, 20 something guy who, um, is, you know, they sort of introduce him, and he's like a quite friendly and he's like, he works as like an attendant at a spa or something. So they, he does a little interview with him, which I kind of like, I kind of, I like that when they ask these, these sort of questions to see how they react to you know questions about their you know their history or you know whether they're gay or straight and all these things and, and then he gives him a real good spanking uh, and he and he's wearing uh, a pair of like Fruit of the Looms and you can tell that as much as in, in some of the more recent videos you can tell that the guys are kind of forced to wear them like because they don't fit properly and it's like yeah you know they have them at the studio and they just put these on the guys. But in, in the case of Tyler, like I, I could tell these were like form fitting, like these were his underwear. <laughs> and uh, so even in the preview, there's there's quite a bit of a spanking happens on his, his briefs. Um, and there's um, that one is it starts with the hand and he, he uses a thin paddle and then he switches to a hairbrush. And uh, the reactions are really quite good. So it's for an older video, it's definitely worth digging up and having a look at it. And you can buy it as well, it's it's deep down in there for sale um, and if you look at it was 2006 um, I probably said that earlier but and it's the title is spanking Ralph David and Tyler um, it's a 29 minute video so like so they had two other models
0: interesting now for me um, the I unfortunately the, the one that that I love the most um, I can't even uh, find anymore. And it was by one of the one of the oldest spanking uh, video companies that no longer exists anymore, um, Control T Studios. And they had a video called they, um, uh, "Defensive Ends and Bared Beer Buddies." And these were two uh, short videos. There were actually five bottoms between them, and they were all football players. Um, they were all presented as football players, and so. Um, they were all wearing, you know, football pants and jock straps underneath them. And they had some really good spakings. Um, some of the controlled t videos have shown up online through various, you know, rent-to-own or rent stream-to-own clip services. But this one particular video is nowhere to be found. I have been searching for it desperately. So if you're one of our older podcast folks and you know which video I'm talking about and you know where to find it, um, Defensive Ends and Baird uh, Baird. Beer buddies. Now, when, of course, because of the interest, because my interest is in jockstraps. One of the issues with with jockstraps and spanking porn is, um, you know, put a put a guy in in jockstraps, and it causes an immediate escalation when you drop trouser. Uh, and that could be a bit of a challenge when we're dealing with, especially with spaking models who don't have a lot of spaking experience. Um, and so I imagine they'd prefer to, you know, to do the briefs methods. So there's this sort of escalation to make the scene last longer. Um, so there really are not a lot of modern uh, places, but I do want to recommend it's the same people who do the, uh, reluctant young men. They have a, also have a, a a studio called uh, straight men in trouble. They're also on clips for sale, and it's one of those things. And, and there's a there's one here, you know, in America. They're here in America, and there's a similar kind of one where uh, in in the United Kingdom, where they, the the whole concept is is they force these straight dudes into bondage and do humiliating things to them. So there's a lot of different stuff going on. Um, and some, it is not just spaking, but typically I think spaking is incorporated in one or two segments for each of these guys. So what usually ends up happening if they have these, these, these young men who are tied up in various scenarios and they have their clothes ripped off and they're – they're they're fondled and sometimes violated with uh you know plugs and dildo and stuff like that and they are spanked uh, with various things and they in order to emphasize the fact that they're straight they they oftentimes do videos with um them uh in sort of masculine you know drag i half have when i call it so there, there's a lot of them there are a lot of jock videos of guys dressed up like football players um and there is one and, and unfortunately i couldn't find the original video and they have a bunch of different ones, so I don't want to force someone to say, oh, just this video, uh, but they did have a really good one of a, footb- a guy in a football uniform that gets a hair brushing on his bare butt while in a football uniform with the pants pulled down, and he's wearing a jock strap underneath it, uh, and it's just part of a longer series of videos, and the great thing is um, if you go to Straight Men in Trouble, again, it's on clipsforsale.com. Uh, And I talked about Clips for Sale a little bit in our second episode of the podcast. We were talking about the the video. They have an entire section of ClipsForSale.com focused on male-male spanking uh, with, like, about, I think, two dozen active amateur movie studios. Um, And you can find Straight Men in Trouble in there. And since they have these broken into segments – you can look for the ones that, and they have descriptions and they have some screenshots. So you can go through it and just find the ones that have have only have spanking in them, and they're very smart. Uh, they know well, of course, because they do the reluctant young man videos, which are all spanking. Um, so they know that they have audiences who want who are interested in different parts of of this of these little games that they play with these boys so they separate they tried to do the best to separate the spankings out into their own parts and segments so you can start going through them and looking for just guys who are being spanked and um, if you're into jockstraps you'll be able to tell just from the images whether they're wearing jockstraps or now and you can scroll through them and they've got 71 pages of videos <laughs> 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 I just pulled it up right now so they have a lot they've been going along for a while and they've, they've managed to get lots of guys um, and they do have lots of, at least I think every – once every couple of months, they'll have a guy in a jock-type outfit. They've had football players, hockey players, soccer players, baseball players, the whole works. So you'll find them all in there if you scroll through all sorts of jock-type guys.
1: Um, That's kind of a fantasy I've, I've had that wouldn't it be cool to have someone show up after their game in their uniform and to get a spanking? Like – I think that would be really
0: hot. <laughs> oh yes, and that's actually that's one of the fantasies that play, the football one um, okay. that that I've seen plays out, where is the the person is baking it, him. It was a fan who was unhappy with the football player's performance, so he goes and attacks him in the locker room and punishes him for his uh, his poor performance.
1: Okay.
0: So uh, so those are a couple of options. Um, if anyone out there, if if I swear to God, I would I would. I, I so much want that 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 one uh, defensive end because there's a guy in there, really hot muscular dude in a jock strap who takes some really hard paddle swats and he loves it, and that oh that's always a real turn. I mean he doesn't you know you can tell because if you're into spanking you know when someone even when they're in pain there are a lot of ways to know when someone's really and he it was definitely a real honest to god spanking bottom getting punished in that video. And so that was a major turn on for me. So I I, I want, I want to get a copy of that video. Um, but with that, let us wrap up the fantasy life of speaking and get to a couple of questions that I got submitted. Uh, and I apologize. They probably already figured it. – it's been so long uh, since our last podcast that I I, I I hope these people haven't put their, their spanking interests on hold just to wait to get response. Uh, a couple of them have communicated. Um, one of them is just kind of a very simple um, – a guy and his boyfriend, a young man and his boyfriend um, had decided to – he wanted to start getting into spanking. Uh, and he just wanted some tips to get started and he wanted to know what kind of paddles to get and things like that. And, um, I'll start with some tips and, and, and Jaden, you can jump in as well. And it's just like, um, it's not rocket science. <laughs> uh, the big things that I would say is don't worry too much about paddle, you know, a particular size or particular width. I would try to find the thin paddles. Um, you could even start with a ping pong paddle, which you will gra- if you, if it turns out you really like being spec and you really and you really like paddles, you will graduate out of ping pong paddles relatively quickly because they're pretty tame. Um, but any you know start off with a paddle that's fairly thin. Um, I think the thin paddle that I use on beginners is three eighths of an inch thick. Um, and, but don't overly worry too much about the type of wood it is and things like because it's really more about how you use it. Um, and not what it's really made of uh, until you start getting into some really hardcore stuff. Um, But for a beginner, it doesn't really matter. I would say um, follow the the method from spanking videos almost because they always start on the pants, then the underwear, then the bare butt. Um, It's sort of a slow escalation. Take lots of breaks. Do sets of, if you don't have any experience, especially if you didn't have spankings growing up and you don't have the experience of getting used to what that pain is because it may turn you on, but it may turn you on to think about once you actually get spanked, (laughs) you'll be like, Oh, this really, really does hurt. Um, And quite a bit. Once you get into things like paddles and straps and belts Um, and it will, it might scare you a little bit at first, Um, kind of like sex actually. Um, (laughs) uh, But be patient. Um, Do small sets uh, of, of, of of swats like ten to fifteen swats, take a little break. Have the top, you know, rub the butt a little bit. It kind of needs in and, and stimulates the nerve endings. Um, make sure that the top just kind of doesn't keep hitting in the same place over again. Move around on the butt. Keep it low on the butt, the bottom two thirds of the butt, um, and just uh, don't go crazy. Uh, keep expectations um simple it's don't treat it like it's the end all it's not going to be perfect the first time and it's it's just like sex you may have this entire fantasy about your first time having sex and then when you actually had sex it was probably nothing like that um it might have been a little bit disappointing even or you know different a lot different it wasn't what you expected but if it wasn't what you expected, you didn't give up. You, you know, kind of kept trying it. So um, keep working at it, uh, and over time, especially you know as a bottom, you're not probably not going to take as much as you fantasize about. I've mentioned this a lot. Um, as a bottom, you may have incredibly vivid fantasies about it, more intense punishment than you'll realistically be able to take at first. You'll work your way up to it. In fact, uh, a future podcast, I've got another guest, another buddy of ours, who's a very um, hardcore bottom who takes a lot of punishment, and he's going to talk about how he got to that stage for a future uh, podcast episode. So, um, jenny anything you'd like to add about getting started in spanking?
1: I would just say that communication is important, uh, as in any relationship, so particularly if you're doing it with someone you really care about, i.e. I, your boyfriend. Um, then you need to be, you know, clear on, yeah, what your expectations are. And I, as Scott said, you know, keep them realistic, um, realistically low is probably a good recommendation. (laughs) Um, not saying that it's not going to go well, but we, we, you know, when, when we let these things kind of build up, we start to fantasize more and then it, it, all of a sudden we have these really high expectations. Um, but yeah, just have fun with it. That would be my advice. Um, and just make sure you communicate, um, but yeah, when I had a boyfriend, um, we we spanked each other. We had we had a lot of fun with it. Um, we started with a with the ping pong style paddle, um, and he also liked to when he was spanking. He liked to use natural things. So we experimented with like making our own birches and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if they were very effective because usually we didn't find the right. I mean, we lived in Los Angeles, so we didn't find the right types of uh, trails. <laughs> Um, but uh, and on the, we did a trip to Yosemite, uh, which is a, a large national park um, that's in northern. I think it's in northern California, but it's quite yes. far from the city. And uh, I remember pulling over and, and collecting some um, various uh, pieces of uh, wood that we then fashioned into some spanking implement that was that was used. So
0: I did that on a camping trip in Florida back in back in my twenties as well. Did something very similar with a boyfriend at the time.
1: So I would just say, yeah, if you make it fun and you know, and just make sure that you know, you're know you communicating what, what you want or what you don't want, then, then you can't go wrong. Yeah. And then a uh,
0: second question, um, a, a gentleman who contacted me, and this one I found to be kind of tough to answer, and I'll explain why afterwards. Um, meeting people online and at parties is great, but not necessarily an option for those who live outside major cities. I have a friend who makes the occasional spanking reference in conversation, do so you guys have any suggestions for getting to the bottom, in the square quotes, uh, in scare quotes there, of uh, whether he shares my interest or if it's just my wishful thinking? So I asked him for a little bit more information. He said, um, he has in the past threatened to give me a smack and teach me a lesson. Um, and he's kind of wondering if there's a way that he can give clues as to whether he's interested without having to be too upfront, some sort of a litmus test. Um, I wasn't really able to, I did, and I also did determine that they were both gay. Uh, because that was that was a big thing because you have to got to be careful because there are guys there are you know we've talked about this there are straight guys who are into spanking with other guys and they do not want to, to be sexual so the way that he approaches this if it's a straight guy who's making these kind of references uh it presents some different challenges or if he's a straight guy but they're both two gay guys and so my attitude um i've well two things like since I kind of developed and realized that I had a full blown spaking fetish, um, I've really kind of directed any sort of romantic interest or any sort of with into the scene itself. So I don't date out, you know, I, I don't really do much outside and I've never really tried to do this. The other thing is that I've kind of reached, I'm, I'm in middle age. I'm, I'm, I'm 45, I turned to 46th year and I've, I think that I've, with this fetish, I've reached the give no fucks stage, which is kind of like one of the reasons that I was, I felt comfortable starting the podcast. <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't care if people figure out who I am. Um, and so I would just, I would just flat out, I would say, you know, I would just kind of like, you know, I would just kind of say like, I, I dare you, you know, I just kind of, I, I, I'd ache him on. Um, so, so Jada, do you have any ideas about this?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um, and I guess depends a bit on the context of the relationship. Um, it, you know, I think that if, if it were somebody that I worked with, I would have a much harder time, um, pursuing that (laughs) as much as it would be irresistible because you're seeing them regularly. And you're like, wow, imagine if, you know, but yeah. but if, if the potential for it to go horribly wrong, um, it could be, you know, if that's catastrophic, then you may want to be more careful. Um, having said that, I mean, I've experimented within the gay community um, of just telling people like, this is what I'm into. And it's actually opened some doors that I did not expect to become available uh, for people that, that are, have thought about it or, you know. They certainly aren't at the point like we are, where we go and create a profile and start searching for people. But it's something they've always been interested in, and they've approached me and, and asked to be spanked. Um, so you never know, um, and maybe that's what's going on in this case. He's putting it out there to try and see if you're going to take the, the bait or take the you know, bite the uh, bite the hook.
0: Yeah, I would. I would just. I would be sassy. I would be sassy, and that's like kind of like I, I've as I've experienced. Um, as I'm kind of trying to re-embrace my old bottom hood in sort of a new way is to uh, – the whole give no fucks thing now is just me kind of going after what I want. And I've told this uh, this gentleman who I have this bottom chemistry with, it's like, no, I'm going to be really aggressive about wanting to be smacked around by you. So be prepared for that <laughs> and uh, – and, uh, and he, so he is. And actually last night we were, it was, this was actually happening at a bar. So he was, um, we were at a gay bar and he started smacking me on the chest. Um, uh, and I liked it and, you know, and it was, you know, and it was a gay bar. It was a safe place and it was full of other guys who were into, into BDSM anyway. So no one was going, you know, and there's, there's no nudity, but it was just, you know, I was being, just standing there like being all butch while he was smacking me on, on, on the, on the pec muscles Uh, and hitting me, just kind of introducing me to impact play, which is something that's new to me. Um, And it was fun. Uh, So, and, you know, and I've been, and I've been egging him on. Um.
1: I think within, within the gay community, like certainly at, at the bars, um, I've seen guys spank each other. I mean, I've even, I've even seen straight guys do it. And so um, what I would recommend too, is if you think that, you know, they're into it or if you're, you know, they're giving it to you, like, if, if you stick your ass out for a second one, then that's a pretty good indication that there's more, you know, there's, yeah. there's more interest. So, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, so, so let us know if that was helpful at all. Um, he, he contacted me through, through online. So hopefully he'll get back in touch with me and let me know how things go or he,
1: that is a top one. I think.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah. or have they've already gone? Yeah. Yeah, and so with that, uh, we are going to wrap up this episode. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks to Jaden for being a, a guest on the podcast. Um, if you have any questions or comments or any suggestions for future episodes of the podcast, you can find me online. Uh, I am now I, – I used to always be on everywhere as Red SPK Scott I realized it's kind of ridiculous these days. I've explained it, that used to be because it was. It all started with an AOL profile back in the day where they wouldn't let you use the word spank, um, so it sort of became standardized. And it was. Re- I realized it was kind of ridiculous that I kept doing that. So wherever possible, I've switched to red spank Scott. So the spank is now spelled out. That's how it is on Waps your site. That's how I am on Recon. That's how I am on Tumblr now. Um, I wasn't able to change my name on Spank This Hookup, so I'm still Red SPK Scott. So look for one of the other, Red SPK Scott or Red Spank Scott on Tumblr, Recon, Scruff, uh, Spank This Hookups, and now on WAPS. Uh, and so thank you very much, everyone, and uh, check us out next time on Dude Dudes and Dudes.